0: I shared in Sunday school this week, obviously, uh, it was a little different. And even as I prepared my sermon, it seemed different. And I like to have my T's crossed and my I's dotted and my sermon with a bow. And I'm I'm not quite there this morning. And I think that's okay. (laughs) I know that's okay. What have we been talking about? We're in this season preparing Uh, for Easter. And in this season that we're in and preparing for Easter, uh, God's just really laid on my heart, like, I want to learn about Jesus. I want to learn about who He is. I want to learn about His nature and and all that stuff. And so I wrestled with, how do I find out who He is? And we find out how someone is by asking them questions or whatever else. And so I wanted to look at questions that have been asked to Jesus. Questions that we see Jesus answer that can really reveal to us about the heart of, of, of Jesus Christ, help us to know all of who he is so when we celebrate the death and resurrection of Christ, we realize how profound this moment really is. We looked at a question that was posed to him uh, from, from his disciples and they said, why are you speaking in parables? And we talked about the just desire that, that Christ has for us to dig deeper into the truth that he's given. Last week we looked at a question. Remember, there was this woman, and she poured perfume on, on, on Jesus and anointed him. And the disciples are looking at this remarkable act. This perfume, the scripture says it cost a year's salary, and she poured it on Jesus, and they're like, Why? Why this waste? was the question they asked. Why waste a year's salary on a pouring it on Jesus? And, and Jesus is. Response And the way he talked about it was he looked at what this woman did as an act of love, a, a, an act of worship, and looked at his disciples. And then again, this is the pastor Steve thought, but these men who left everything, they left careers, they left uh, the, their dad, their families to follow Jesus and said, why this waste? The question that came back to me is, am I wasting what God's done in me? Am I wasting all that he's poured out for me? And so this morning, I want to look at another question. And this question actually comes shortly after the question that we looked at um, two weeks ago, the why the parables question. But before we do, remember, I said I just want to get our brains going. So I got some riddles for us again this morning. Uh, just, just to get us engaged. I know it's, the, it's daylight savings and we're all still in bed. So this is just to make sure we're all awake. Um, what smells bad while living, but smells good dead? Did you say a fish? Ah, I smell some dead fish. <laughs> what smells bad while living, but smells good dead? Bacon. Know what I'm saying? Bacon. <laughs> I disappear if you say my name. What am I? And it's not Graham. (laughs) I got this one. I don't know if anybody else will. I didn't get bacon. What would you say? A ghost? No, I don't think that's what we're looking at. Silence. Because when you say it, it's no longer silent. Get it? Silence. What tastes better than it smells? Green eggs and ham. That's not what I'm looking for. Cheese is a good guess, Terry. For some, that might be really true. Some might like the smell of cheese. Your tongue. Get it? Your tongue tastes, that's how you taste your tongue, it doesn't smell. Anyway, sorry. Um, just to get our brains moving a little bit in all kinds of different directions. I talk about bacon, your tongue, you know, whatever. Um, we're going to read a story in, in, in scripture and uh, it's just one that, as I've been wrestling through this week, it's really spoke to my heart all week long. And I hope that as we just kind of look through this, we're going to kind of go verse by verse this morning, looking at this story and the question, and, and really I want us to wrestle with this question and answer it together, um, answer some of these questions together this morning. We're going to be in, in Mark chapter 4, if you want to turn there. As you're turning there, I'm just going to pray God's continued anointing. Father, we thank you for your anointing in this place and for your direction. We Thank you, God, that you are in control and that you inhabit the praises of your people. We thank you that we have the word of God and we can look at it this day. We thank you for Jesus Christ and all that he's given us. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who indwells your people. We pray that this morning your perfect is accomplished in this place. For every heart, for every eye, for every ear in this room, for every mind in this room that we would hear, we would receive, we would process, we would understand the truth that you've given us. We yield ourselves unto you asking for nothing but your very best in Jesus' name. Amen. Talking about questions. Um, will you do me a favor? My notes are in the back on the Sunday school table. I've got the wrong notes in front of me. Ryan, you wanted those. There's last week's notes. That's last week. She wanted that, so that's why I was sitting in my seat. Hey, look on the copier machine upstairs. Anyway, uh, that day... When evening came he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind they took him along just as he was in the boat. There was also other boats there were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said, teacher, don't you care if we drown? The question I want to look at today is this very question of the disciples to Jesus Christ. Don't you care? Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. The wind died down and was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. This story, here's where we're at. Remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about the parables, the question why parables, if you weren't here. That question was posed to Jesus. Uh, he had had a couple, if you look at Mark chapter 3 even, um, he had a rough day. The Pharisees, he'd been sharing, uh, he healed on the Sabbath, they got upset, he ate grains, they got upset, uh, he cast out demons and they called him a devil. I mean, this is what he's been dealing with and then he's on the boat and he, he begins to speak in parables and, and so there's this giant crowd that comes and that was his day. Never had a day and you're just ready for that day to be over? I want to tell you, ministry sometimes, it, it just wears you out. Jesus had a day full of ministry. He had a day full of, uh, of pouring out. He had a day full of, of healing people and, and, and a day full of, uh, of meeting needs. And I Wednesday, I'd spent the day with Ron and Cindy and I came home and I slept better Wednesday night than I've slept in a long time. There's just something about it. And so this story this morning picks up after that day and what's happening. Jesus says, hey, let's go on the boat. Let's go to the other side. Today it's, it's, a, it's a time for rest. And so what does he do? He gets on the boat. He goes down in the stern. He sees a nice cushion, and he falls asleep. Sometimes the chairs are nice cushions, right, Roy? we fall asleep. But but he found a place, and he went to sleep. And now what happens? A storm comes up, right? There's a storm comes up, and his disciples uh, they get scared. They they're convinced they're going to drown. The waves are too bad. The boat's going down. They're sinking. Now, you ever made an assumption? You've been in a situation and you know someone else is interpreting the situation the exact same way? If I put myself in the the mind of the disciples in this story, there is no way Jesus could be sleeping through this storm. Right? I mean, there's thunder, there's lightning, there's waves. We're rocking back and forth. He could not be in that same place. There's no way Jesus. I mean, that's got to be what they're convinced of. But like Jesus isn't really sleeping. I'm a husband. Can close your ears for a second? There's some times my kids are crying. And it's just better to keep my eyes closed. You know what I'm saying? Ryan does. And I, I really feel like that's what the disciples are almost looking at Jesus and saying, Hey, I know, you know. <laughs> my wife knows I'm awake. <laughs> she knows I know. And so they come to Jesus, and they look at Him and they say, Don't you care? Don't you care we're drowning? Don't you care that we're sinking? Don't you care? we got a daughter, and I realize that sometimes... The words I say, they carry pretty profound weight because of who I am. Because of our relationship, you can say something to my daughter and I can say the exact same thing. And she's an emotional wreck, crying and whatever else because dad said it. You know what I'm saying? How sometimes, depending on who says words, it carries weight. Jesus has answered some pretty hard questions in the last day. He's answered questions about people who have who have plotted to kill him. He's answered questions from guys that have called him the devil himself, but I believe this was the hardest question. These are people who know him. These are his closest allies right now. These are the people he's choosing to do life with, and they're questioning his very character. do you hear that in the question? Hey, Jesus, don't you care? Do you care? Don't you care, Jesus, that we're going to die? Don't you give a rip that we're about ready to go under? Don't you care at all? this question has to cut to the heart of Jesus Christ. He expects the Pharisees to ask the silly questions. It doesn't surprise him, I don't believe, when Pharisees call him a devil. But when his friends look at him and they say, Don't you care? What happens in that moment? I realized what's what's going on. We're going to to come back to this question. There's There's a storm that's come up. How many times, you know, storms reveal what we believe? The storms are going to show you what's on the inside. The storms are going to show you where your heart really is at. And that's what's happening in this story. They're on a boat. They've just witnessed Jesus do incredible, remarkable things. They've seen crowds gather. They've seen Him heal. They've watched Him confound the Pharisees. And in this moment, a furious squall rises up. That evening, that day when evening come, he said to the disciples, let's go to the other side. That's not what I wanted. A furious squall, Mark chapter 4, verse 37, came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion and the disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care? I'm going to tell you the storms will reveal our faith. The storms are going to reveal what our confidence is in. The storms are going to reveal what we know and understand about our circumstance. Luke chapter uh, uh, 43 says, uh, A a good tree, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People don't pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of Where? Out of the good stored up in his heart. See, the storms are going to bring what's in your heart. Sometimes I don't like that. Sometimes I don't like what comes out of my heart when I'm in the storm. Do you know what I'm saying? When the person cuts me off and I'm not very happy about the way they drove. And I don't have time for my filter, I don't have time for my pastor clothes and my, my tie to get on real quick, and all of a sudden Sears is being Sears and the storm comes out. Out of what? Out of my heart! A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. I believe in this moment we're seeing the disciples' hearts very candidly. They're genuinely questioning Jesus. Do you really care? Inside their heart, they're wrestling with the question Does Jesus really care? The storms come. The situations arise. And we start to wonder. Jesus, do you care? This week, as we watched, just walking intimately with Ron and Cindy, I mean... There are moments where I have to imagine Ron as his wife is clinging to life and death saying, Where are you, God? What's going on? Don't you care right now? What's what's happening? I'm not saying Ron ever said that. He never voiced that to me. But I wonder if in those moments, I mean, as a pastor, I'm I'm praying and believing in the fullness of God's power. but, But it's hard and you see these things and you hear reports and you're saying, No, I know what his word says is. And we wonder why God, how God, and we start to question. I don't think there's a problem with the why when we start to question the character of God, when we start to question or judge who he is, they're making a judgment about Christ. Don't you care? These disciples, the scripture tells us right before this, right before the verses that we're reading, he didn't say anything to them without using a parable, talking about the people. But when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything. If anyone should, should know who God is, if anyone should know the truth of Jesus Christ, the reality of his heart, he's unpacked the parables for them. He's given them the mysteries. He said the keys to the kingdom of heaven. He, he's talking about the kingdom of heaven. They've heard the parables. And Jesus has spent time with them one on one. And he's revealed himself to them. He's broken bread with them. And they don't under. Stand. Jesus responds, he got up and rebuked the wind and said to his, the waves, quiet, be still. The wind died down and it was completely calm. And he said to his disciples, here's his answer. Don't you care? You ever have a, a question answered with a question? Probably not a good thing. Arguments can be won and lost with questions. Jesus looks at his disciples He's done it. He, he's, he's heard their fear. He, he's shown them he cares. He's spoken to the wind. He's spoken to the waves. He said, quiet, be still. And he looks at them and he said, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Jesus answers the care question with the faith question. He answers the the questioning of his heart. Now remember, Jesus Christ, he's the son of God, right? He, he, He is the word made flesh. Scripture says God is love. How can you ask something so contrary to the nature of God to Jesus Christ? Do you care? Don't you love is really what they're saying. Don't you care at all? These ones who should know who Jesus is, who should realize the power and authority that he has, the ones that have done with him, he looks at them and says... Do you still have no faith? Who do you think I am? You ask me, don't I care? Who do you think I am? Who do you think I'm? I, I am. Who do you think? Who do you think I'm? I'm being. What are you believing in? Why are you following me? Do you still have no faith? That's the the "Ouch question. Does our doubt demonstrate our lack of understanding in who he is? Does our fear reveal how much we don't understand about our heavenly Father? Do you see that? Their doubt, their fear, their storm brought about from inside of them the uncertainty, the the lack of confidence, the lack of assurance they had in Jesus Christ. Their doubt, their fear, the the, the waves, the wind, whatever it might have been, it brought about from within them what they were dealing with. I'm going to tell my shoe. And Jesus said... Do you still have no faith? They answer the question because what's their response? After Jesus stilled the waves, right? The storm is passed. The sea is calm. They've watched the incredible right now. They watched in a moment there was waves, there was wind, there was all this that was in their face. I'm going to assume there was rain. Jesus says, Peace or quiet. Be still. And in a moment, it stopped. And they're still afraid. They still don't get it. Now they're afraid. They were afraid of the storm. Now they're afraid of Jesus. Right? Right? I'm reading this as a ghost. They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. He unpacked the parables. They left boats and jobs and careers to follow him. They've walked with him. They've talked with him. They've seen him. And they're asking in the boat, after they ask the care question, Who is this. this morning, the question that I want to ask is, who is this? Because if you're asking, don't you care? The answer is, who is this? Who is this? Uh, in Matthew, it says, in the same scenario, it says, what kind of man is this that even the wind and waves obey him? Who is this? This morning, I think it's important for us to answer the who is this question. Who is this? This is interaction now. Who is this? Who is this that we're talking about? Who is this in this story? That's the question that we have to answer. If we're going to, 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 to know the truth to the question, doesn't he care? Who is he? Who is Jesus Christ to you right now? He's savior. Who is he? He's Lord. Who is Jesus Christ? He's God. Who is He? He's your Lord. Who is He? He's the present. He's the future. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. The first and last. Who is he? He's the Word made flesh. Who is he? He's a demonstration of God to this world. For God so loved his world, he gave us who? Jesus Christ. Who is he? Scripture says he's the way, the truth, and the life. Who is he? He's true, right? Who is he? The answer to the questions that come from the storms is our understanding of who he is. Ron didn't know what I was preaching on, and he's going to be mad at me probably because I share all his intimate details in the church. This morning he texted me. Didn't know what I was going to ask, but I wanted to use his answer because in the midst of his storm he said, God is truly great. He's truly great. It's so easy in the midst of the storm when the enemy starts to strike, when the problems start to arise, to lose sight of who he truly is. We start to question what happened with the disciples. They started to question the nature of Jesus Christ. They started to wrestle with who is this guy that's just sleeping on a cushion while we're all dying. Who is he? I mean, who's he think he is? He's too special to get up here and fight with us. He's too special to get up here as we're battling this storm. Who is he that he's just sleeping there in, 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 the, in the stern of the boat? You ever been there? Let's be honest. Your storm was raging. Your, your, your battle was going. and all of a sudden you said, "Who is he?" Doesn't he care? Doesn't he care where I'm at? Doesn't he care about all that's going on around me? Doesn't he care about the situation, the circumstances? Doesn't he care about my my, my wife or my kids? Doesn't he care about what's going on in my life? Doesn't he care about my finances? Doesn't he care about my house? Doesn't he care about my well-being? Have you ever been there? Well, the answer to that question is, who is he? We have to know who he is. So when those questions arise, we stand on who he is. Because he is true. He doesn't change. Your circumstances might, your storms might, your situations might. But the reality is, is that he does not change. Who is he? Who is this? What kind of man is this? He answered that question already in the book of Mark. He says in a a few different occasions, and I'm not even going to turn there. he, He answers questions that come to him by saying, I'm the son of man. The disciples have heard him say, I'm the son of man. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, Daniel was very clear what that meant. An understanding they all would have had. Daniel chapter 7, in my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given what? Who is he that has the authority to say to these wind and waves? He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will what? Never be destroyed. Who is he? He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. Who is he? He's the one ushering God's kingdom now. Thy kingdom come. The kingdom of God. He's the one that reigns today in my life. He's the authority. He's the author and finisher for me. Who is he? They've seen his authority. What kind of man is this? The authority of Jesus Christ. They've watched him as demonics have come. And he's done what? He's exercised authority over demons. They've watched him as, as sick people have come, paralyzed and lepers and blind. And what has he shown? Nothing but authority over sickness. They've watched him as, as people have come in brokenness, not understanding. And he's forgiven their sin, the, 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 the paralyzed person. He gets an argument with the Pharisees. Why? Because he forgives the sin. What's easier for me to forgive sin or to heal? So he does both. He shows authority. That's who he is. He's one with authority over even the wind and the waves. So why do I fear? What's there to be afraid of? What's there to be frightened about? Who is this? What kind of man is this? He's the kind of man that loves you. He's the kind of man that desires nothing but the best for you. He's the kind of man that, that wants to be with you. He's the kind that wants to reign in your life. What kind of man is this? He's the kind of man that will give you a way out. He's the kind of man that will speak to your storm and he'll speak to your storm this morning. Quiet, be still. He's the kind of person that wants his authority to be revealed, whether it's in your sickness, whether it's in your sin, whether it's in your, your, your oppression or possession or whatever you want to be. He wants to reign in your life. That's what kind of man He is. That's who this is. You know the amazing thing, and this is a sidebar. You say, well, maybe the disciples just couldn't understand. You can pop through those next couple of scriptures. I'm not going to read through them all. In Mark chapter 1, we see that there are demons who recognize who this is. There are demons who can answer this question for the disciples if they needed it to be answered. He healed many, drove out many demons, but wouldn't let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Man. The challenge to me, the challenge for us this morning is, is who is he? You guys can come forward. i want going to end with Matthew chapter 28. Jesus came and said to them, you're asking about my authority. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is telling us all authority. That's in your life. He's with us. He's God who is with us. All authority, it's with us. We live outside of the authority of God. We live outside of the reign of God. And then we wonder and we wrestle and we experience and whatever. I'm not saying it's all flowers and roses inside of the kingdom of God. I understand there's trial and tribulation in this world. He says we will have trials, but take heart. I've overcome this world. He overcome the the trials and tribulations. We lose sight so quickly of who he is because of our circumstances. Because of our tribulation, because of the storms, because of the waves. This morning, I want you to think about who is he? Because he promises us he'll be with us. I'm with you always to the very end of the age. If the boat goes down, guess what? He's with you. He's not leaving you. He's not forsaking you. No matter what trial, no matter what tribulation, no matter what sickness, no matter what ailment comes, he's with you. You question the winds and waves. He's given us authority. Have faith in God, Jesus answers. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you received it and it will be yours. That's the authority we have. That's who he is. Don't you care? Jesus, don't you care? Yes. Yes. What do you believe? Father, we come to you this morning and we look at your word and see this interesting encounter with you and the disciples. this question because men didn't understand the heart of Jesus Christ they were terrified they were afraid God in this place this morning I pray that we can wrestle through the question of who is this and if we need it revealed in our lives, if we need to understand who this is the one who came, the one who was sent to seek and save that which was lost, the one who, who died on a cross so that we might be saved, the one who, who loves us so much that he was willing to lay down in awe so that we might be with him for eternity, the one who can speak to wind and waves. The one who has authority over over sickness and sin. The one who has defeated Satan. God, I don't know where everyone in this room is. I don't know what situations or circumstances have happened. There might be someone this morning that, that came here this morning thinking, I am in the boat and the storm is everywhere. And they may have even said, where are you? They may have even heard themselves say, God, where are you at? I pray the voice of Jesus Christ in their lives. I pray the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is rises up in their heart. I pray they would be filled with the knowledge of Jesus Christ. God, I pray that you would speak to storms quiet. Peace. Be still. Peace. Be still. God, I just pray in this room the peace of God would rise up. I pray pray in this room, God, the peace of God would rain down. That we would be surrounded by the peace of God no matter what, no matter where, no matter the chaos that may have been. God, I pray the peace. God, and then I pray for us that we would wrestle through who you are if you've never acknowledged who Jesus Christ is, scripture is clear, if you confess with your mouth Jesus Christ is Lord, you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you'll be saved. If you've never come to that place in your life, I'd sure love to just spend some time talking with you about who He is. Maybe you need to hold on to the promise that He's the one with authority over sickness or He's the one with authority over sin. Whatever it is that you need to cling to, I pray you can cling to who Jesus Christ truly is this day. commit the rest of this service the rest of our time the altars i will open if you would like to pray if you want to wrestle through some things if you just need encouragement or edification i want to be able to encourage or edify if you want to claim the authority of god in a particular area of your life if you said i realize that i've been doubting his authority in this area i want to claim the king's reign in that area of your life believing that he can set that area free from whatever control or whatever things are around there He said, I still don't know who Jesus Christ is, and you want to talk? I want to talk with you. God is love. You start to wrestle with that question, does He love me? You know who He is. He loves you. That's who He is. That's the very nature of God, is love. The Lord bless you and keep you. May make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May turn his face towards you and grant you his peace. And may you know who he is. That out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. That the storms produce the one that cries out, God is truly great. Because of what's in here. Amen? Amen. Be blessed.